Let's go to Paris. And Newstalk ZB's France correspondent on the latest on the protests, which seem to have had... A, a second wind, perhaps. I mean, I know that they've still been going. They've almost been going for six months. But after the billionaires very quickly got donations following on from Notre Dame up to one and a half billion, that there were cries that this was once again proof of the divide between the rich and the poor in France. And with us now is Catherine Field. And thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Tim. Tear gas, water cannon, arrests, more of the same. But I think after this week and uh, Notre, Notre Dame and the billionaire's uh, charity, generosity, somehow different on the streets of, uh, of France in regards of these protests, Catherine. Yeah, pretty much so. I got the feeling when I was out there that they'd been rejuvenated, that this amazing outpouring of donations to the rebuilding of Notre Dame had given them these protesters a new lease of life. Uh, they had a few more come out this Saturday than the week before. There were 28,000 Yellow Vest protesters across France. And it had given them, if you like, a new a new focus. And just looking at some of the placards, the signs, uh, one in particular caught my eye. It said, uh, everything for Notre Dame, nothing for Les Miserables. And so really using this focus to say, look, you've got all this money. It's all going in. It's almost up to a billion euros has been donated to Notre Dame. You can give all this money to a building, but you can't give it to what they say, the working poor. These people that work, they keep down their jobs, but find at the end of the month that they just don't have the money to pay the bills. So it has given them a bit of a, a focus, but interestingly enough, more so in Paris than elsewhere in the country. I guess that's because uh, Notre Dame is 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 an icon in, in 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 a Parisian sense, and then maybe more generally in a French sense. How widely supported are the protesters, Catherine? Not really anymore. I mean, about a month ago, they were putting their uh, support at around forty percent uh, in the population. I think it's gone down since then. There was a bit of a feeling, I'm talking to people alongside the demonstration and what they thought of it, and there was a feeling that this just was not the right time to be having this sort of demonstration. There had been calls during the week from NGOs, particularly from some of the church-based NGOs, saying, well, yes, perhaps there is a question mark over these very wealthy tycoons giving all this money and ignoring the poor. And it had been felt that this demonstration, particularly when it turned violent, was just ill-placed. I mean, Paris is picking itself up again after having the centre of the city in flames and just the view of the centre of the city with these huge flames and smoke. That we're all still just picking ourselves up again, that they should come out and say, well, don't forget us and smash up some shops, burn some cars, burn some motorbikes. Just, there was a, you know, you got the feeling people, no, this was the wrong time, wrong mm, place. Mm. Look, I've, I've been I've been in protests uh, myself, and and it's it's a lot of sort of like regimented boredom, and then I guess what you call flashpoints. You've been on the streets with the protesters. Can you paint us a picture of what a protest is like? Well, the ones that are on the streets now tend to be, as you say, just people who are coming for a Saturday. They've been coming out now for 23 weekends, and this is what they tend to do on a Saturday. There's a very kind of 
friendly atmosphere at the start. They kind of shake everyone's hands or give one another a kiss on the cheek and say, great to see you again this Saturday. They have a beer, they have a sandwich together. And, and there's this feeling that this has become sort of what you do on a Saturday. And there were going to be questions as to whether or not this would last right through the winter, whether they'd all stay together, get that collegiality there. Mm. But you're right, it is that. It's given some people a bit of a focus. Do you know, as far as Easter Sunday services go, things there that would have happened at Notre Dame that may now happen somewhere else? Is there anything planned that you know of? Yes, indeed. In fact, this is very much what the the clergy have from Notre Dame have been doing for the last couple of weeks. If you can imagine, it's been split in two things. They've left it very much to the government, to the president of the state, uh, Macron, to look after the, the reconstruction to, and to thank the, the firemen and that. But the Notre Dame clergy have really taken it upon themselves to look after their flock this week. This is the most important week in the Catholic calendar, Holy Week. So what they've been doing is they've either been holding services at San Sulpice Church on the left bank of the Seine, uh, which is very famous people. They've set up screens there. So there's people who couldn't fit into the church have been able to follow the mass from outside. Uh, they had stations of the cross on the square uh, opposite on the opposite riverbank from Notre Dame on Friday. Uh, they've been keeping, if you like, trying to keep everyone together, saying, keep coming, we can have strength together. And then for the actual Christmas, uh, sorry, Easter Sunday service, that's going to be held uh, in the other part of Paris on the right bank at Saint-Eustace, which is a very large church nearby to Châtelet. So that's where it's all going to be focused. And again, you know, they're just trying to say, you know, keep coming, we're still here, even if the church is out of, we can't get into the cathedral, we are here, we're going to look after you. All right, well, thank you very much. And I think that's encouraging to hear that response, and we appreciate your time, because it's, it's what time is it right now in, in Paris? It's um, well, coming, coming up to quarter to six in the morning. There you go. All right. Well, you'd, you'd be up anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be a beautiful day apparently in Paris. Oh, okay. It's going to be a blue skies and sun. So, so maybe rather than go back to bed, I'll put on my running shoes. And there go you go. Job. Look, at, it's Thank spr- you for getting me up early. Thank it's you, Catherine. Spring in Paris. Catherine Field, live.